2: hello there and thanks so much for joining me on the show today we've got a great show for you it's all about communication and if you think about it um tv radio it's all about communication but what message do you give to other people in the first section of the show i'm going to focus on on the message that we give in our personal lives And I'm really thrilled to be joined in the second part of the show by the queen of stage, um, stage conversations, Erin Lomas-Jek. She is an amazing lady and brings a wealth of experience in helping business people actually speak from the stage and significantly raises their bottom line. But enough of that. Let me start with communication, the message that you give. And it's interesting how many people fail to recognize that actually you're giving a huge message without even opening your mouth. Your body language, the way you hold yourself, the very energy that you emit gives a message. I work with many people who have discovered that they are finding it really difficult to speak their truth, or they find it very hard to to give a message that they believe other people will find difficult to hear, and so they say nothing. They think that confronting the issue is the same as being confrontational, and in fact it's not. It's my view that when any two people are speaking, there is in reality three languages being spoken. The language of person A, the language of person B, who may be using the same words but doesn't necessarily mean the same thing. And then when relationships are going well, what you create is a language which is the third language, which is the language of both people, which is neither one nor the other. So imagine you're talking fruit. Fruit is the language, the combined language of both. But one, if they're speaking, are talking oranges and the other is speaking apples. Being very clear about what you mean, whether you're in your personal life or in your professional life is so important. We make huge assumptions that the words that we use are being received in the same way in which we send them out. But the reality is very often different that what we say and how we say it very often um, is what colours the message. I mean, how often have you been triggered by somebody who's used a particular tone of voice that's really made you cross? And yet the words that they've spoken are quite simple and quite straightforward and don't deserve the response that they get. And that's because they've triggered an old situation and made you feel that you're being nagged or that somebody's being unkind or unfair communication has to be a two-way thing and i believe we've been given two ears and a mouth for a very good reason and so it's so important that we listen and we listen actively so often we're not actually listening to what's being said we're listening to what we think is being said and respond to that habitually rather than listen to what's being said with a view to wanting to understand the other person, many people are very much focused on, well, how am I going to answer that? What am I going to say uh, to rebut what they're saying, even though they haven't actively heard it yet? The communication that we use with people is what acts as the bedrock, if you like, for any relationship. But what about the communications you have with yourself? the likelihood is you're the most critical person that you're ever going to hear. There aren't many people who go on and on and on like that voice in your head. And yet the communication that you have with yourself is feeding the relationship that you have with you all the time. So communication is at so many levels. It's so complex and yet it's so simple. If you recognize that Think about the things you want to say to people and think about how they might receive that and how you can make what you need to say not judgmental or critical, but simply the message that needs to be said. So, for example, very often arguments arise because one person will will say, you make me angry or you make me unhappy that person is handing over the power of their emotional state to the other person, rather than saying, when you do X or Y, I really don't like that, because then you're criticizing the behavior and not the person. How often do you assume that other people are going to be mind readers? You know, it's a really common thing that you expect other people to recognize what you want them to hear but you haven't actually used the words. You know, I know many people who will flounce out of a room or will bang the pots and pans when they want somebody to come and help them, but they haven't said, will you come and help? They've just assumed that people will notice that they need some help and the other person's completely oblivious. They're watching the telly or they're they're just thinking about their stuff. So the communication that you use with yourself, with others, really does make such a huge difference to the relationship that you're going to have and it's absolutely true with every relationship personal and also professional and it's even more important that the message that you offer when you are standing up on a stage or you're running a training session or you're trying to sell somebody something it's really really important that that message is clear and that you are able to deliver that in a way which is entirely authentic. Many people, personally, professionally, are very unhappy, very uncomfortable about being authentic. They try to present themselves as they think other people would wish to see them or hear them. And so the communication is not genuine. Think about... conversations you've had in the last few days. How often have you spoken and said what you wanted to say? One of the things I think that makes such a huge difference is the tone of voice that you use and it's often the tone which upsets people but using a neutral tone where you state your case and say I'd like you to do this please or I'd rather you didn't do that or when this happens it I feel in this way. Using a neutral voice enables you to communicate the message and it's more likely to be heard. When you use that edge to your voice, that whine, that nag, people latch onto that and they don't hear what you have to say and they wriggle, they get angry with you or impatient with you and it lets them off the hook in terms of what the real message is. How you present yourself, how you communicate with people, colors the relationship that you have, every moment that you spend with them. And then that leaves a legacy that goes on long after the meeting. Every word you speak or not, how you speak it, when you speak it, whether you say it at all, all leave a legacy. They all create an impression they send a vibration if you like to that other person and it's entirely up to you whether that's a positive a neutral or a negative one but ask yourself how often do you complain how often are you critical what's the impact of that is there a way of of communicating that message without being judgmental or critical You know, as I've watched things unfold in the world and we've had a number of political situations and religious situations and things about race, things about family dynamics, that I'm often struck how often people are, are talking, but nobody's truly listening. Or because people don't get the response that they want, they assume that they're being ignored when true communication happens there is a toing and froing both people listening both people or if it's a large group of people all those people involved actually listening to the message and even if they don't agree spending time to understand what that message is but the clearer you are the, the greater the clarity the greater the, or the in fact the more simple the message is the more likely it is to be understood but another problem is people become very convoluted and it's actually quite hard to determine what is the message in all of that rambling and so if you want to give a message that is clear that's going to be listened to you need to be clear what that message is and if needs be write it down practice it but recognize that how you say it when you say it's going to make a difference What you say is important. And if you're constantly swallowing what you want to say because you don't want to upset someone or because you're frightened that people will think less of you, that has an impact on you. It has an impact on your sense of well-being, your sense of self. So it is important that you communicate, speak your truth, but you do it in a way that's constructive. You know, I always think that it's easier to build a bridge or maintain a bridge than it is Uh, than it is if the bridge isn't there. So don't burn your bridges with people. Find a way of communicating with them that leaves an opportunity for you to move forward. And recognize that when people are talking to you, that they may be being clumsy about it, but be forgiving. And think about what's the message? Why is it that they're saying that? So we're going to go into a break, and after the break, The queen of stage um, conversations, Erin Lomas Jack, Jack is going to join us. And she's got a wealth of wisdom and experience to share. So see you in a couple of minutes.
1: You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk4TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk4TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, *Thriving, Not Surviving: The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment*, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-u.com, or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner.
2: Hello there. Welcome back. We've got a very exciting section now with Erin Lomas-Jek. She's the CEO of Transformational Speakers Agency, Executive Speaking Coach. She's a TEDx Speaking Coach and the creator of Transformational Speakers Summit. Erin's approach to speaking is unique and powerful. She utilizes the psychology of connection to illustrate how you can unlock any audience's trust and rapport, which leaves them feeling better about themselves and are challenged to adopt your new idea or perspective. She's over a decade of documented results for speakers, increasing their bottom line and making additional hundreds of thousands of dollars in their speaking business. So without more ado, I'd like to welcome Erin to the show. Hello. Hi there. Thank you very much for joining me. You have had an amazing career and you do such incredible work with people. Can you talk us through, first of all, how you came to be there?
0: <laughs> you know, this is always the funniest thing. It's never the straight line, right? Absolutely. I didn't- I didn't wake up when I was a child and go, I want to be a speaking coach. Like it wasn't what I, you know, I went to, to be a dolphin trainer. That was my dream job as a child. Okay. And I Did that. Um, but when I went, they told me I needed a psych degree or a teaching degree. And I was like, well, I love people and what motivates people and changing people. Like I'm in on psychology. And so I actually went to to college to be a marriage and family therapist And during my clinicals, I'll have to say it's when I was like, this isn't quite what I want, because people so many times people would come in and complain and not do anything different and keep coming back with the same problem. And I thought, I can't do this every day. And so I was like, "Okay, I'm going to be a coach because at least in a coach, people are coming for transformation. And so that's literally how this all came. I was a business coach for many years. And then just got into speaking and everyone was like, you're so good at this. How can I be like you? And I was like, I don't know. I gotta go figure that out. Let me reverse engineer this. I don't even know what I was doing, but I hired some of the best coaches and here I am today.
2: It's amazing. More and more, I think businesses, people, particularly those people who are speaking on behalf of their business, whether it's the business owner or a representative get a a small window of opportunity to get their message across and to create rapport and these days very often through zoom or team builder or or some electronic device what for you are the real principles of of creating that rapport in a a constructive and business-like way
0: yes this is so important it was exactly the things that you were talking about i call it the four parts of compelling communication Nonverbal communication is 50%. So let's just say you're about to take stage. You're starting to walk up to the stage. Everyone's watching you. They're taking in all your nonverbal. Then you get up on stage and they're watching. And they're thinking, is this really somebody I'm going to put my phone down for? Is it somebody I really want to pay attention to? And are they confident in their message? Because I I need to know that they are before I'm going to listen, right? So nonverbal communication, and now digitally and online, you really have to use your facial expressions. You, you certainly can, do. I am using my hands, even though you know I'm a square little box, right? But you get more of me, and you understand more of me when you see that. And so I love that nonverbal communication. Using your eyebrows is yes. one of the biggest keys in, <laughs> especially in in this in this world right now, right? Because this actually shows interest and curiosity. When you see something you like or you see somebody hot walk in the room, your eyebrows go up. And so if you can do that in your communication, people feel seen. They feel validated. They feel like I'm actually, you know, responding to you. Even though this is a one-way conversation in this exact moment, you can feel the difference in that. And you're like, wow, she really sees me. (laughs) So that's a huge one is all the nonverbal stuff.
2: Isn't it interesting because I think the best speakers actually have the capacity to help each person within the audience, whether that's one or 2,000, feel they're speaking to me, that they're speaking directly to me. And that is so much about the body language, about the facial expression, about eye contact, even through a camera.
0: Uh And the second one, what you were also talking about, was tonality. So tonality is 30% of what the audience is taking in. So right now you're actually hearing us and there's there's four pieces of that there's pitch, there's pace, there's tone and there's volume. If you really want someone to resonate with you, you have to project your voice right now. You can hear the vibrations coming through your speakers and you're resonating physically with those those vibrations. If you want someone to resonate with your message, let them them feel your message. And they're subconsciously, they're going, wow, I really resonate with Aaron. And it's because they're resonating with the sound waves. So that's really an important one. Tonality can be so much, like you were saying, if I said something like, can I have a raise? Or if I say, can I have a raise? Or can I have a raise? They all three mean different things because of the tone. And so it's really important to work on this. And most people don't know anything about tone, but it really is the most impactful and I'll tell you why. Like I said, psychology here, when you actually use melody in your voice, you unlock the episodic part of someone's memory. So this is why we can turn on the radio and know all the lyrics to songs from 20 years ago, but maybe don't remember what you ate for breakfast, right? Because it unlocks a different part of your memory. So when you use melody in your voice, you actually become memorable. So it's huge because even in your, you know, I use this every day with my children when, or my dog, let's be honest. You're like, oh, <laughs> you're so cute. Sit. Right? <laughs> but we don't do that in our normal talking voice. And we need to because it actually makes the other person really feel you. And then the last 2 really quick. Storytelling is 13% and the words are seven. Nobody really cares about the words that you choose as long as they know how you feel. Because you can say something that might be taken and be a painful thing, but if you use a good tone with it, they're like, huh, wait, was that supposed to be an insult? (laughs) And it's not.
2: (laughs) Do you know, and I think that comes down so much to people owning themselves, being authentic about what they're saying. That, you know, recognising that that when you give a part of you through your speech, people can actually make contact with that and feel as if there is a connection. And it's all about connection, isn't it? I mean, you're the connections queen. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm talking to our listeners and our viewers, that recognising how important connection is um, and that you can make that connection. But you've almost got to get out of your own way, haven't you, in order to do it? Yeah, you know,
0: what we see a lot in speaking, I mean, I know that everybody's going to resonate with this. We've seen speakers that get up there and are like, me, 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 I, 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 look at me with my yacht, look at me with my jet, me, 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 look what I've done. And we're like, what's in it for me? I'm sitting here listening to you. Are you just want to talk about yourself? And so I think a lot of times people want to tell a story in their, in their speech, but what happens is they make it so me focused, and it needs to be we and us when yeah. I say something like, you know, when we get angry and our fist balls up, our chest gets tight and that veins popping, mm-hmm. instead of saying, I was so angry that the, you know, my fist yeah. ball my <laughs> chest tight, right. You're making it about us. Cause we're in it together. Yeah. And so stop telling your story. Like it's a task list. First I did this, then a this, then this, then this. Enroll the audience in the whole thing. That's why you watch movies. You're enrolled in it. You're watching the story play out and you're finding places in you that resonates with the characters on the screen. Same thing in speaking. You need to enroll them into that beautiful vision, that beautiful movie that you're talking about in your story because then they start to find their own stories, right? Yeah. And when they do that, they actually elicit their own oxytocin, and now you're bonded. So yeah. you're feeling oxytocin because you're telling your story. They're feeling oxytocin because they relate to your story, and now they want anything you're about to sell. This is key.
2: It's interesting, isn't it, how so many people forget that, particularly now, there are so many um, other things that people can be doing, you talked about the phone or people are doing their shopping list in their head. Unless there is something in it for them, the response is, so what? Ultimately, it's got to matter to the person who's listening. Otherwise, they're not going to engage or certainly they're not going to stay and they're not going to do anything about it at the end of it, are they?
1: Yeah,
0: they really won't, you know, until you enroll them in their story. That is the key enrolling those people in their stories. I can tell you that my very first speaking engagement, I was 10, standing room only, not a dry eye in the room. It was my dad's funeral. You might not not relate to being at your dad's funeral and speaking, but if I start to tell you, I was so scared that I was shaking the paper. I didn't know if I could get through it all. And I cleared my voice. all of those things we've experienced in some way, right? And it just all of a sudden changed the story into something that we all, the human connection, we have feelings, we have thoughts, and we have physical reactions in our body that we we can say, like when I talked about being angry, you know what that anger feels like, right? Because I I depictedly told you what it felt like and you're like, oh, I get mad like that too. So those things are the human connection. You've got to use thoughts and feelings and interchangeably because you have a lot of thinkers and a lot of feelers. And if you're only talking about feelings,
2: yeah,
0: of the guys are going to tune out and the women that are thinkers will tune out. But if you use them interchangeably, I mean, you could say, I I was thinking I wasn't good enough. I was feeling not good enough. Same thing, but the people will hear it different if yeah. they're thinkers or feelers.
2: It's interesting that when you used it, the example of, of talking at your father's funeral and, and that resonates with me, I did that, but I was, you know, decades older than you. But even if people haven't done that, I think that they can tune into the emotion of, first and foremost, isn't it supposed to be the most, one of the most scary things that people fear is to stand up in public and talk. Um, But at the same time, everybody resonates with losing somebody that they love. um, And that, that draws them in. I think one of the things I'd like to to explore with you and in, in the time that we have is for many people who are business people listening to this one of the things that that they are concerned about is making um, their their talk actually have a, an impact on their bottom line so can you talk us through that again what are your strategies for getting paid and you talk about getting paid even before you've left the event and that sounds wonderful so I'm sure our listeners and viewers will be really gratified to hear how you yeah. do that
0: Yeah the thing the thing that you don't realize is everything i just said those four pieces if you can do that you're nailing your talk so if you can if you only work on those four things the nonverbal the tonality the storytelling and some of the words, you know, making sure they're powerful words. They're not wishy-washy words. Oh, maybe I hope you might buy or, you, you know, things like that. It's really important to think about building that know, like, and trust. Mm-hmm. You have to build that before you get on that stage. So one things that I do is if I'm going to fly to go speak somewhere, I actually ask the host if we can do a Facebook Live in their group. They right. get exposure to me. And they, they, more people get excited about wanting to come. So it helps her as an event producer, right? Yeah. So she's happy because she wants more butts and seats. I'm happy because I'm getting to build the know, like, and trust. From mm-hmm. that, I send them to a free webinar to get them primed, to learn more about me and learn more about speaking and to say, this is going to help you when I show up yeah. in two weeks from now. And the, and so I pay, I have them pay for like I have them opt in for free to a free webinar. At the yes. end of the webinar, I tell them that when after my speech is done, um usually the next day I will host a deep dive workshop for two hours. Still mm-hmm. building more that no like and trust. How long you're in front of people, the more you yes. can ask for. It. So now they spent at least that amount of time before I even show up, and they're mm-hmm. going to get a discount to that workshop. So I have made all my money to fly, to stay somewhere before I even left my house. Sounds
2: great. Sounds absolutely great. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because for so, there's so many people out there. There's so much white noise that, that what you're doing within that is giving people an opportunity, as you say, to see you, to hear you, to recognize that this is someone that I, I want to hear more. But it also means that when they come to listen to the talk that they're listening in a very different way than if you are this random person who's just turned up on the stage. They've already got a vested interest in, in turning their phones off, stopping their shopping list and getting on. Yeah, it's great and stuff.
0: I, it is. And, and the other thing is that when you show up, this is a fun thing. Hold on. Here is the, the things that I do at my tables to like get people to come to my tables. This is a little ring light. You can put it on your phone so you can do Facebook live. So I actually turn these all on, put them on my tables. People are literally putting them on their phones. I go, look, guys, when you have really great lighting, it looks like Botox in a bulb. So I'm telling them that they're all putting it on. Everyone else is like, what's going on at that booth over there? Everyone's doing this with a light. What's happening? I'm like, yeah, take a picture. Now take a picture with the light on and they can immediately see it. I sell. Okay, I buy these for four dollars. Yeah, and I. Them for 25. I usually never even have one with me because people
2: buy them off my phone. Goodness me. I think I need to know about those. I need more than Botox. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, okay, that's when you're allowed to sell from the stage. But what about when you've got, and I've been involved in lots of conferences where people say, yes, come and speak. But one of our rules is no selling from the stage
0: so we all know like we're already going to connect in those four parts of compelling communication you seed the entire time when people hire me to speak when i work one-on-one with my clients when i have my workshops or in my tedx workshop right like all of those things you start saying people are writing it down you know i i, I really watch this because every time i see a big name speaker let's say even brendan Burchard, i remember he was selling into high performance academy yeah. And I really wanted Experts Academy. So as he's speaking, he's not talking about High Performance Academy until he gets to his pitch. But he had said, I have world's greatest speaking training. I have, you know, these the Experts Academy. I have all these other things. So you're writing down notes so that you know to go look those things up if he doesn't give you a pitch for it, right? He's yeah. like, oh, I didn't want that. But you know what? That world's great speaking training, that
2: sounds awesome. So he's selling without selling it's interesting because I, I that's the sort of selling that appeals to me as a listener if somebody comes on and does a hard pitch I'm often turned off but when somebody is giving me real value that they're talking about something that uh, that resonates with me and I want to know more then I'm very happy to then go and research and go and find them and and, and spend money and time uh, on on doing whatever it is the course or the product or buying the book so it's interesting isn't it and i'm sure that there are people who who prefer the the direct sales um, but it's horses for courses and actually having a variety and i'm assuming that even if you're going to have a pitch that you want to seed your speech with the things that you do um, and how that can help people
0: yeah, it's even if you can sell, like I, I teach how to transition into a sales because a lot of times people are like, here's my story. Here's my three pieces of content. Now, how do I go from a teaching role to now a sales salesman role? And yeah. I think it's even more difficult for women because we're selling ourselves. And that feels a little risque. It feels like a little like a prostitute sometimes. Like it's this, this feeling like I'm selling myself. But you, but you, if you men look at it as actually, this is the program. And even though it's all me, if it's coaching, it's me, but it's a program. So they're able to like take that part um, away from it, but it really truly is this easy. You can say, and here's my story. I struggled. One of the reasons I started teaching speaking was because I remember my son is now 13, but he was in diapers and I was like, don't worry, honey, I got a speech. I know we need more diapers. I'm going to go make the money tonight, and I'll bring diapers home when I come home. And he was like, okay. And I remember leaving stage and getting in my car, and everyone's like, that was awesome. And I had zero sales. And I didn't know how I was going to pay for diapers. And I felt like I let my family down. And so that's why I created this speaking program, right? Do you see how easy of a transition that is? Yeah. When you use it in a way that you're also speaking to people. I mean, let's be honest, Gina, have you ever got off stage and not any sales? And like, man, that's really frustrating.
2: I have indeed. I think there isn't a speaker alive who hasn't had that experience. Yeah. One of the things I just, because our our time is short and I want to give you time to tell people how to, to, to find you. But before I do, one of the things that strikes me is that when I always used to struggle around selling Until I can't even remember who it was now, said to me, yeah, but if you don't do that, then you're not giving people the opportunity to have your help. And so for me, the selling is all about I am presenting you with the opportunity to have help, um, to solve whatever it is, or you don't have to have a problem, but actually to move things forward. And if I don't let you know about it, then I'm doing you a disservice. Um, I just wondered what your views were in terms of how to incorporate that as an approach um, within uh, the speaking from the stage. I always say it's
0: also not just doing them a disservice and you a disservice. It's actually, you know, these people might be sitting there meditating, praying for you to show up. Maybe you're at a bookstore and you're standing there and this person's looking for a speaking book, a book on speaking, and and you're you just happen to find yourself right? Accidentally together, coincidence. And they say, man, do you know any good books on speaking? And I could just go, yeah, this one right here. Here you go. What if I did that? What, whoever put us together divinely now we're like, I always say it's like giving the bird to the bird, the divine source that put us together because yes. you're not doing, they're like, Hey, this person's been manifesting and praying for you and needing your help. And then you show up and you don't help. What, what's that? like? You can't do that. And my, my line that I always share and that I'm very quoted very often with is you cannot be a lighthouse to the world if you can't keep your own lights on. So don't make the sales about you. Make it about, like you said, solving their problems or what keeps them up at night. I go deep into psychographics. What's keeping them up at night? I got to speak yeah. to that and give the solution to that. Then it's not a sale. It's here's your solution, here's the book. Like it's the same thing, you're just giving them what they needed.
2: And that seems to me, that feels comfortable for me that if I'm helping someone, if I'm giving them uh, either a solution to a problem or I'm giving them a gateway into new limitless possibilities, because it's not always about having a problem, but it is about growth, then I'm doing my job right. Yes. So it's been an absolute pleasure. But before we go, we need to know how can they get hold of you? And what have you got? What What are you offering people at the moment? Yes. So I go in depth with how to, how to, how to
0: do a speech and make $10,000 every single time you hit this stage. It's really easy. It's 10K from any It really will have a blueprint for you and a video. So I walk you through step by step how I did it and my results. So you could really see it. Some of those rooms I was in was like a Toastmasters. And I didn't think that they would even buy something when they pay like, I don't know, 50 bucks a year to be a part of Toastmasters. Yeah. So I'm thinking that's their investment level. And I'm way more expensive than that. So I was like, I don't know. And I remember selling into a course. And and but in that I'd c- seeded into working with me one on one and all these different things. And at the end, I had three people buy the course. and I was like, well, at least that was worth my time or something. And then, but I had three other, four other people actually go and get on my calendar to have a VIP day with me. So out of that, I think I made $13,000 from a one hour speech.
2: I think most people would think that that was a pretty good return, wouldn't they? (laughs) (laughs) So where can people get in contact with you?
0: Yes, you can go to erinlomanjeck.com. That's E-R-I-N-L-O-M-A-N-J-E-C-K.com. And I have tons of free resources there. You'll see lots of things. There's even a free webinar on how to land a TED Talk. There's a lot of great stuff for you. So go in there, find, play around. My calendar link's in there. There's a lot of things. And, and I think mostly you're going to get such great information from that 10K from any stage com because you really will have a blueprint to walk you through
2: absolutely fabulous thank you so much for joining us we'll make sure that those details are in the show notes it's been a real pleasure i look forward to speaking to you again but you have given us a, a lot of great information thank you and take care don't go away i'll talk about your b1g1 choice because of time after the break um but um, as always our guest is given the opportunity to choose uh, something that we donate on their behalf to b1g1 buy one give one so i'll see you after the break and erin thanks again Bye. bye bye
1: you have been listening to gina gardner on leadership for life we'll be back after this quick break Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk4TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk4TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving, Not Surviving: The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-u.com, or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your
2: host, Gina Gardner. Hello there. Thanks for coming back. Um, As I said just before the break, that we are members of B1G1, buy one, give one. And every guest that comes on the show, we give them a choice of three different projects um, from around the world. Uh, based on uh, eradicating poverty, um, increasing education, and good health, a whole range of topics. And the guest is invited to choose from three projects. Erin chose to, um, to for hers to be um, involved in education. So Zimbabwe is a very poor country. There's widespread poverty and lack of opportunity. And through the Varna Trust, young children are given the opportunity to have education in a way that they wouldn't do if the Varna Trust wasn't actually running schools for them. And so um, the uh, donation will go to the, the Varna Trust uh, at the end of the month. Uh, all of my guests choose. And at the end of the month, I do the donations on be- their behalf. But also for every person who listens um or whether it's live or the recording for every hundred people we feed someone someone goes to bed feeling full rather than starving so you can help just by spreading the word getting people to listen either to the live show or to the recording um, you can be making a real difference If you're listening to this and you're a business owner and you'd like to be part of B1G1, then the details are in the show notes. Please do come on board. You don't have to give huge amounts of money if you're not in that position. Um, Things are broken down, so it makes it very, very manageable and affordable. But go and have a look at the website, b1g1.org, and you can see um, all of the details there. And what's so amazing about the organisation is they have a sister charity, that actually raises the money for all of the infrastructure all of the administration so every penny that's donated through B1 G1 goes to one of their projects um, and none of it is spent on uh, paying wages for the administration or the office or anything like that now we have a very few minutes left and I just wanted to have carry on the theme of communication But to look at it from the point of business, not on the stage, but business within that organisation, whether yours is your own business and you're an entrepreneur or whether you're in the corporate world um, and you are uh, within a team or a a bigger part of the organisation. Communication is absolutely crucial if you want your business to succeed and if you want your people to feel engaged. Having clear communication where people... Actually, understand not only um, how um, to communicate because so often in organizations the communication um, is done in a way which is fragmented and leaves people not knowing what's going on and there are lots of different ways to communicate but for me all is determined by the quality of the leader it is the leader who sets the tone creates the culture creates and shares the vision and enables people to take ownership of that vision. And that all comes through effective communication. Now, if you are a business owner or if you're in the corporate world and you are running a team of people and you want to have better communication, be able to have those difficult conversations when perhaps things aren't going right, be able to set expectations that can minimize that problem, You'll want to be able to hold people to account in a really developmental way. Then if you go to um Gina Gardner there are one and two-day intensives designed to help you do just that. There are leadership courses there, but there is a communication course that is designed very specifically to help you communicate effectively within that business arena. So that you're able to delegate more effectively, that will mean that you're spending less time or that you don't have to have the form of of delegation, which is quicker to do it yourself, because then at least, you know, you've done it properly. When you do communicate effectively and you keep people in the loop, people are more motivated. They are actually happier. And as a result, they're healthier. And it has a really big impact, a positive impact on your bottom line. And so I would really urge you to think about the principles that we've talked about in terms of personal life and speaking from the stage. And although the application is different, the principles are exactly the same. But it can be quite difficult when you've been a good salesperson or a good technician to know how best to communicate with people when you've got a range of people who, uh, who have um, come from different backgrounds, different um, levels of expertise and experience and it's being able to find the right way to communicate for each person it, if you have a blanket way of communicating and you aren't aware of the needs of different people within your organization it's very difficult to ensure that the communication is effective and i had you know worked with so many people where the communication was poor Lots of words were being said, but what was being said was not being translated and understood by the person um, who was listening. And not because they spoke a different um, language; they were not because the English was their second language, but because that the language was being used was not being used in a way that made it clear and made it easy for people to understand. So there was much room for miscommunication, misunderstanding. And that unsettles people, it, it really, um, it, it feeds um, trouble, it feeds discontent. And when your communication is right, when you are getting your message effectively, both in terms of its content and the underpinning values that it represents, then when that is done well, it has an enormous impact on business. So go and have a look at uh, GinaGarvinAssociates.co.uk and you will see courses there, one and two day courses. But if you wanna have a chat with me, then email me at Gina at genuinely I'd like to say thank you very much for joining us. Um, It's a real pleasure to have you. Please do let other people know, remember the B1G1, we want to feed as many people as possible. But whatever happens, remember that you have the opportunity to be the leader in your own life, to step into your genuine power, to be the person who if you can't control the situation. You at least have a choice in terms of how you respond to it. So have a great week. See you next week. Be the leader of your own life.